You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Arizona Cardinals getting into the St. Paddy's Day spirit. Yeah, I'm going lame like that, but so is Alex Clancy. Getting a little green on St. Patrick's Day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner at Bo Brock on Twitter as well. The big news right before we started to hit record on this very podcast was the Arizona Cardinals are inking seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver A.J. Green to a one-year $6.5 million deal, which could earn him up to $8 million with some escalations in there. Alex, initial thoughts on the deal. So nostalgia-wise, I can't stay in my chair. You know, like uh, A.J. Green, I was always an A.J. Green truther in fantasy football. I always loved his demeanor, his level-headedness, his ability to catch pretty much anything that's thrown his way, being 6'4", coming out of Georgia, loved it. Now, flash forward to right now, there's a couple of things that are true about this signing. One, he's the second-best receiver on the Arizona Cardinals roster immediately. Number two, he's another big guy that can play outside, inside, and is a great red zone threat for the Cardinals. Number three, he's old, but he's still effective. And number four, please disregard what happened last year. You cannot look at last year and directly correlate it to what A.J. Green will be like now. Because remember, Larry Fitzgerald had a career renaissance at about the age that A.J. Green is right now. A few years ago with Bruce Arians, new system, quarterback, everything, things change. I'm not saying it's going to be directly uh, linked to Larry Fitzgerald and his ability when they moved him into the slot, but A.J. Green, in my opinion, is not done. And as far as that's concerned, it is a good signing. Six and a half mil, you take it. And A.J. Green, number 18, lining, lining up alongside or opposite DeAndre Hopkins is a good thing for the wide receiver room for the Cardinals. Let me just say this. Larry Fitzgerald is the exception to the rule. As far as career renaissances are concerned, very rarely, especially in the NFL, do guys after the age of 30 kind of just change, just transform who they are as players. Reinvent themselves, yeah. Reinvent themselves, absolutely. But then... When you look at what A.J. Green has done in his career, when you look at his just his attributes, his, his size, his athleticism, I think that he is somebody that could be a candidate. Could be. Now, is it going to happen? That remains to be seen. The last really productive season that A.J. Green had was 2017. He went over 1,000 yards. Between now and then, he's kind of been battling some injuries. But last year, he was kind of battling... You know, father time, it seemed like at times. And we'll talk to Jake Lisko of uh, Locked On Bengals here in the next couple minutes and real get get a real scattering report on A.J. Green. But I, I am skeptical about this, Alex. Does he have enough left in the tank to really make an impact? Uh, I, I don't know. This, this can't be the only move as far as this offense is concerned. The solution for who is going to be your playmaker opposite uh, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green's not the answer. No. But that's not what we're that's not the same conversation that we're having. Like the Cardinals have a lot of decisions to make. And this is not a bad signing. And that's a good thing. That's that that's my baseline. That's what I'm if I was going on the the politician's trail, that's that would be my motto. 
any non any any signing that's not a bad signing is a good thing for the Cardinals. And that's where we are. Now, are there are there a lot of question marks surrounding uh, what he can do from here on out? Of course there are. But let me ask you. So say this signing was Curtis Samuel and we're, we'll talk we'll we'll talk to Jake from uh, Locked on Bengals about this later on. I wish it was, by the way. Can I say that? <laughs> I, I agree. Agreed. We're both in the Curtis Samuel camp. It'd right. be fantastic. Uh-huh. Would you rather sign Curtis Samuel for three-year, $30 million with 27 guaranteed, or, and, and he's shown some, but he's by no means a proven day-in, day-out commodity that necessarily deserves that money in a pay-it-backward kind of way, or you sign A.J. Green to a one-year, six-and-a-half deal, and another guy to a two-year, $21 million deal that's a younger wide receiver. I'd much rather have the latter of the two. You have another baseline of level-headed leadership that this team needs. Putting him and J.J. Watt in the same locker room can do nothing but help. There are a lot of bad contracts in the NFL, Bo. This, I don't think, is necessarily one of them. Even though it may not be ideal because he's 32, it doesn't make it a bad signing just because he's older. This is something that teams like the Cardinals need. You know, you didn't over... First of all, they didn't overpay for A.J. Green. They didn't give him one year $13 million. Six and a half is fine. He's proven. Yeah, he has the pedigree. This isn't a guy that's on a proven deal that's 23 years old on his way out of the league and signs a one-year $3 million deal just to be able to prove himself. So DeAndre Hopkins turns 29 in June. A.J. Green turns 33 in July. I, I would really be curious to see teams that have had success where their top two receivers are that age. We'll get to uh, what's next for this team as far as the checklist. As I, we see Troy Patterson saying that uh, we need another wide receiver and RB one in a center. Uh, we see Richie appreciate that. My corner, and then uh, of course Ed Romero. Always big thanks to Big Ed Romero for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, real quick, Alex, what do you think this signing of AJ Green means for Larry Fitzgerald? Doesn't matter one way or the other. I, I think he, if he was going to come back, he's going to come back. If he's going to retire, he's going to retire. Like this, there's already a shelf life on this team with the signings they've made, as you mentioned, age wise. Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, the youngest one is 29 years old. You know, I mean, like the skill position players, there's already a shelf life of three years, maybe in the crux of it. And if Larry Jones comes back to 37, who the hell cares? It'd be awesome. Bring him back, run it back. It's it's just I haven't, haven't played tight end light. Like seriously, there's ways to fit Larry Fitzgerald to this offense. The, the Dude, yak the yak between those two would be like a yard on average Negative. between the yeah. two guys <laughs> between AJ Green at 33 and, and Fitz at 37. But it, yeah. like, how do you figure out what what's the contract look like for Larry Fitzgerald now too? Because you just gave AJ Green six and a half million dollars. I think that his production was even it was better than Fitz who missed a couple games last year. You know, it's what, what what what's a good number for Fitz, and you think that's a smart business decision for the Arizona Cardinals? You know, to sign him at, I gotta imagine it's like three and a half. If, if, yeah. if AJ Green gets six and a half, I know we don't talk a lot about Larry Fitzgerald in a negative light, and we don't. This isn't a negative comment. He he could do the Cardinals a solid here. I mean, the Cardinals have done him a solid 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Forty four million dollars, where he probably should have got twenty five. You know what? How about a little back pay? and say, you know what, one year, three and a half, run it back. Let's see if you can make a weird playoff run in your last year and ride up into the sunset as the second or third best receiver of all time. I don't think he's done. Like, if you give him three and a half million dollars and he scores five touchdowns, it's worth it. I just, How do you get him on the field? 
You're gonna have you're gonna have DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Larry Fitzgerald on the field at the same time. Christian Kirk as well. Maybe there's a move coming for you know maybe Christian Kirk. Maybe they can find somebody that wanna they could flip him. I don't know. But I would would you rather have him or Keyshawn Johnson running the percentage of routes? Keyshawn Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald? Oh, I'm I'm not gonna slander Fitz with that. I, I <laughs> no, I'm saying, but that's gonna be it. Yeah. He's gonna be wide receiver four. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just there's not enough uh, you know open positions on the in the formations. I just you have to ask the question: Is there a chance, a five percent chance, that he would go sign somewhere else? The only other place that I guess you could say too now that that Bruce Arians has had Tampa? so much success in Tampa, but you know Minnesota would be the only other option. I, I yeah, I mean, if somebody that. offers him seven mil, good like go get it. Mm-hmm. Like right when Steve Nash got traded, it's like who can go make your money. If he goes to Tampa Bay and has a chance to win a ring, this is we're three years past the point where everybody's like, go, go, Fitz, go win, go win somewhere else. We'll love you forever. They're three years past that. I mean, this is it's almost like I, I don't know. If he were to go somewhere else, I'd be shocked. But if somebody offers him seven mil to go play football for a year, yeah. why not? Somebody's given AJ Green about eight million, depending on how his season plays out. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to get some insight from our Lockdown Bengals host, Jake Lisko. He's going to join us next. It's Lockdown Cardinals. March Madness tips tomorrow. Bet online's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, of course, it's in the rearview mirror, of course, except for that Division Two FCS. But the NBA, the NHL, and of course, college hoops in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds, and props on almost anything you could imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Right now, head over to the website, betonline.ag, or your mobile device. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code LOCKED ON. If you put in 100 bucks, you get. Fifty free dollars to play around with. That's that's all you need to kind of start your stack for March Madness. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Jake Lisko from Locked On Bengals is next with his insight on the newest Arizona Cardinals wide receiver AJ Green. It's the biggest news of the last couple days for the Arizona Cardinals. Multiple reports saying that the team has agreed to terms with former Pro Bowl wide receiver A.J. Green. We're going to bring on our guy from Locked on Bengals. Of course, he's one of the hosts of Locked on NFL as well. Jake Lisko joins us here on Locked on Cardinals. And Jake, I had to check what year it was when I saw the reports come across my Twitter timeline that the Cardinals are agreeing on a one-year deal with A.J. Green. I mean, this is... Par for the course for you guys, right? You got J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. You go back. These guys played each other in the playoffs a couple times almost a decade ago. And I love A.J. Green. I'm sad to see him go. I love the landing spot for him. If there is a team where, you know, I think he has a chance of, of bouncing back a little bit, playing second fiddle instead of being the primary guy with with DeAndre Hopkins down there getting to potentially play with Larry Fitzgerald, who's a guy that he's looked up to for a really long time. I really love that for AJ Green. AJ Green, 6'4, 210. I love him too. I always drafted him in fantasy over the last decade. Uh he's got great hands, but more importantly for me, he adds texture to a young team with leadership, with unflappable level headedness through games. And I mean he's one of the better people in a diva position that could just add some level-headedness to a roster that desperately needs it if they want to take the next step into relevancy. Yeah, AJ is a guy that 
you're right. At, at a position where the league is full of divas at wide receiver, AJ Green is anything but a diva at wide receiver. I think he did a Players Tribune piece before the season this year. Your your Arizona Cardinal fan listeners should definitely go check that out. He talks about how he was raised to just work hard and how that work ethic was instilled in him from a youth. It reminds me a little bit of Michael Jordan's upbringing. I, I was born in Chicago, so I learned a lot about Michael Jordan growing up. And, you know, he comes from a similar household where it's just do the work. And so AJ, yeah, doesn't really have that diva tendency, always works hard. I, I do think that it's something to monitor in Arizona. If you guys go back and you watch his 2020 with the Bengals, there are times where it looks like he kind of gives up on plays or time, you know, on the sideline. I think everybody saw it. There's a viral video that said, you know, if they're not going to use me, just trade me. So I think he was potentially a little bit frustrated in Cincinnati. I, I don't know if he felt like they had a great plan for him. I, I don't know if he was fully trusting his body either. So I think those will be things to look at in Arizona, maybe a, a new start, a new location with with a fresh locker room and Larry Fitzgerald down there will we'll reinvigorate him a little bit. But those are some things that I would be looking at outside of just, you know, the age and the productivity, which are obvious when you just look at the stat sheet. Yeah, we'll see what this deal means for Larry Fitzgerald. You know, if he retires, if he signs elsewhere, if he's coming back on a lot team-friendlier deal. Uh, my question to you, Jake, is how come the Arizona Cardinals feel like A.J. Green can be the solution to helping the maturation of Kyler Murray and he couldn't be the guy to help Joe Burrow with his maturation in Cincinnati where he's played every season of his career? I think AJ would have liked to have finished his career in Cincinnati, but I think that Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, seems to just want to go in a different direction. The old guard, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson, William Jackson, AJ Green, and I still expect Geno Atkins to be cut. Five guys that you would consider part of the core a couple of years ago, all looking like they're gone. So it, it might not be a specific thing with AJ where, you know, maybe just the fit wasn't right. I mean, they just franchise tagged him. And, and paid him $18 million last year. They didn't get anywhere close to $18 million worth of production. So I didn't really see a path back at that point, you know, between the injuries they've dealt with or he's dealt with specifically, you know, some really bad luck for him. And just, you know, some of the, some of the stuff, it looks like there might've been a rift with the coaching staff that if, if you're not going to use me, just trade me thing really stands out. But for the Cardinals, you look at AJ Green I mean, Hall of Fame career trajectory until he's really dealt with injuries for the last few years. Still think he has a chance, right? I, I was hoping that, you know, for his Hall of Fame candidacy, he would land with one of these teams that, you know, is really there in the Super Bowl the last few years in the in the championship games. But, you know, maybe he gets the Arizona Cardinals there. I, I don't think he's a bad player, but you just can't expect him to be the, the deep threat he used to be. Still has the tools some of the tools that made him great, great hands, great body control. I, I think, you know, some of that veteran savvy, but some of the physical tools have certainly deteriorated. Sure. I mean, but he went through years of Allen Robinson like treatment by by <laughs> DBs from other teams because he was the only guy. I feel like he can be a sneaky, scary guy when you're third and eight and you need a first down, and A.J. Green just runs an 8- or 10-yard out along the sideline, he still has that in his arsenal, and it's a lot more difficult to do than people think to just run, turn, catch the ball when there's a guy or two on you, and he's able to do that still. I think so. I think the Bengals used him a lot on slants last year too. You'll see if you know he's he turns into a Michael Thomas slant guy. But 
I think that, you know, historically his best route was a corner route. He and Andy Dalton on corner routes are actually sort of magical. There's some highlights <laughs> you can find against the Steelers. There's a game against the Falcons where AJ catches a corner route in the end zone with time expiring in 2018. And those two guys on that particular route, you know, ha- have been really, really good. So I- I'm curious to see if that's still there for him. He wasn't really used that way in Cincinnati, but from what I understand and, and what, you know, the players talk about, AJ was still drawing the number one corner for most of the season. He was still drawing the the heavy, you know, the, the safety side of the coverage. He was still drawing that extra attention. So I am very interested to see how he does when he won't be the center of attention with the Cardinals. If, if the expectation is for him to be around, you know, a 60 catch guy for 550 yards, is, is that realistic? I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility. I think that AJ can still be a really productive player. We haven't seen it because he's been hurt, because he was in a... I mean, the Bengals' offensive line was a mess. And and I just don't know that he ever got comfortable. That That's at least what I'm, I'm hoping is the case, because I love AJ Green. I've said it before. Yeah. I'll say it again. I, I hope that, you know, he has a bounce back year down there, but it's also possible that he's just lost a step. And, and then he would have to kind of transition into that possession role. And, you know, the Bengals started to play him a little bit more off the line later in the season. They started putting T. Higgins at X, letting A.J. Green get a little bit more free releases. They started putting him in the slot a little bit more. That's kind of been a trend with him when he's been healthy for the last several years. And I think that there's an opportunity to do some more of that with him in Arizona as well. They can get him some of those free releases and utilize some of his strengths. And the, the best part for him before we let you go, Jake, is there is no pressure on him. The receiving room oh, was yeah. not good last year. And what he does, even if he plays nine games at 80% of what he was five years ago, that's still an upgrade. And this isn't like digging this. That's just truth. The, Card- the Cardinals had a terrible wide receiver room last year and A.J. Green's ability in the red zone at 6-4 and to be a possession receiver at the lowest of the bars is a fantastic thing. And again, for Bone myself, who pretty much the same age, like watching AJ Green when he came out of Georgia was just this dude is a spectacle. And there's still he's 32. Comparing him to Fitz, Fitz is five years older than him. So if he can have somewhat of a career renaissance, what Larry Fitzgerald did when Bruce Arians came in, I mean, even 60% of that would be worth every penny this year of the six and a half guaranteed. Yeah, it's just got to be healthy. And and I'm yeah. just wondering how much of what we've seen from AJ is him battling injuries, getting that trust back with his body because he had a bad ankle sprain that kept him out for a year in 2019. So you hope he's healthy. You hope that's what it was and, and that he gets back on the horse. And I, I would love to see it. I'm just it's, – it's really hard to say how much is just age-related deterioration of the athleticism and how much of it is, is the injuries. Tune in to him on Thursday's edition of the Locked On NFL podcast and, of course, on a daily basis – He's the co-host of Locked On Bangles, Jake Lisko. Thanks for your insight, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. And coming up next, we are going to get into the conversation of what's next for the Arizona Cardinals after signing A.J. Green. But let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar of all time. Of course, I'm talking about Built Bar, and we're trying to crown the best tasting of the best tasting protein bars of all time. It's Built Bar Bracket Madness. Yeah, go to BuiltBar.com and you can put your choice in as they bracket style narrow down the best tasting protein bar of all time. And it's just as 
healthy as it is delicious. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bar is low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, go to the website. You can use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll save 15% on your next order. While you're there, make your selection for today's matchup in the Built Bar bracket. But also use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy here on Locked on Cardinals. We see you washing hands, uh, joining us via Periscope, saying that the Arizona Cardinals are still waiting for a corner. Um, And yeah, they they add a position. This was one of the uh, priorities, though. I mean, finding... um, Playmakers opposite DeAndre Hopkins, but still waiting on that corner as William Jackson signed a lucrative deal, three years up over forty million dollars with the Washington Football Team. Uh, we'll see. We had we heard from Patrick Peterson on his podcast. Now, <laughs> this is how the news cycle is because yesterday Patrick Peterson was posting a, a picture of himself in an Arizona Cardinals uniform, and everybody thought that was his um, him saying he was back. And then his response was, oh, you guys are just kind of, and I'm paraphrasing, but you guys are freaking out. I just posted a dope pic of myself. It was, it has nothing to do with uh, with where I'm going this offseason. Uh, I listened to the podcast with our guest from last weekend, Brian McFadden, uh, and, and Patrick Peterson basically said he's got a couple teams on the hook right now. It should happen pretty quickly. Stay tuned. And um, he, he wasn't going to share any of the teams that he you know he's been discussing with, so we'll see what happens with Patrick Peterson. Um, I don't know what his market looks like. Can't imagine it's it's too crazy. Uh, he's right around. I, I got to say he's probably in the same kind of place AJ Green is on the opposite side of the football. I don't know. He's going to get more money than AJ Green did, though. You think so? We're on the same side of. Oh yeah, six million. Absolutely, I think so. He'll get eighteen. Like he'll the borderline numbers twenty guaranteed. So he can get three-year, 28 with 17 guaranteed. I think that's ballpark where it would be. That was the line of demarcation for me. If the Cardinals were to bring him back, I'm assuming it may be a two-year deal with a signing bonus, something like that, to make it to make it salary cap friendly. If it pushes somewhere close to 20, you just got to say, go make your money, kid. Like, there's no, there's going to be no hard feelings. It's just the Cardinals can't do it. Now, if he wants to come back, for a one-year, eight or nine million dollar deal, you say, you know what? Run it back. See if you can prove it. Because you didn't play very well last year. You came off a PED suspension. You took in twenty. So let's lest we forget in twenty nineteen, he cheated. So we so we missed the first six games. He took the next five games off, and then played pretty well the last quarter of the season. He kind of showed flashes. Twenty twenty, we saw a couple peaks, but mostly just boring bland play uh he shut down dk metcalf in the in the uh in the primetime game but that also could have been just scheme where tyler lockett was going bonkers had two over 200 yards and a handful of touchdowns he does get credit for that though bo if it's under 20 million guaranteed for two years would you rather re-sign him or go sign a 28 year old corner in malcolm butler or a little guy a little bit younger in a dory jackson what would you do in that situation? I, I would probably prefer the Adoree Jackson. When you, Less when you, proven of the three. It, but if you look at the numbers, if you if you look at what the need is for the Arizona Cardinals as far as an outside corner, as far as his coverage skills uh, at this point in his career, and, and what Adoree Jackson can also add to the return game, I think that that if the if the money's pretty close, you know why? 
I think Adoree is probably the smarter business decision for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, as far as you know, Patrick Peterson, it's just one of those things where it just doesn't it didn't line up for him like he thought it would. And we'll yeah. see what happens with him in free agency. I don't think he's going to secure the bag like he thought he was going to. But when you look at the number, I mean, he was ranked the 13th best best corner available, not in the league, just of the available free agent cornerbacks. And uh, you know, we've seen some deals, and, and we've seen kind of what the market's showing us, and it it doesn't point to him making a, a lot of money. But we'll see. Yeah, washing hands of Dory, and it ain't even close. I mean, uh, with Dory quickly, like, so he was great coming out of USC, electric. I mean, he was he, he was. He was a vision for sure. Uh, but here's the thing. Say Adore Jackson takes a leap, okay? And he becomes he becomes the car say he becomes the Cardinals best wide receiver. Okay. Say the years he hasn't really hit. He's 25. Say he was in the wrong scheme. Advanced Joseph scheme fits him corner. well. He's corner. not gonna be returning punts or kicks. He's sure. gonna be too important. So that that inherent value of special teams goes by the wayside if things go to plan. If he's returning punts and kicks for you, he's not doing top-flight things as a corner because you don't have right. your most important people return punts and kicks, especially punts. Yeah, Antonio well, Brown is a weird exception to that rule. Yeah. Pittsburgh had him returning punts forever. Edelman, but- too. Yeah. I, I just think that it, that's a good problem to have then. I mean, if you sign the guy and he, he emerges as one of your best covered corners, then that's fine. And I let, here, here's the thing, though. Whatever it is, who if if they bring back P two, if they sign a Dory Jackson, that's not the solution. Like they, it, this is a complete rebuild of the position. Like yeah. you can't rely on Robert Alford, who you re-signed to a more team friendly deal after dropping him. You didn't see enough from Byron Murphy in year two. This this team still lacks cover corners uh, in a division where it's necessary to have him with Russell Wilson still wearing a Seahawks uniform, Matthew Stafford coming over in a trade this offseason. Like this team needs to find guys that can cover on the outside. They don't really have anybody in the building right now that can do so, and it's going to come down to either resigning Patrick Peterson to a team-friendlier deal, a Dory Jackson. But those two guys aren't the, like the end of like discussion. Oh, they fixed it. Like it becomes a lot a lot easier because you've got guys that can get after the quarterback and Watt and Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden. But man. You know, this is a team that uh, they can t- they have to add a lot to that cornerback position uh, between now and the start of the 2021 season. Yeah, and I and we wish wash back and forth about you've been hell bent and, and I was for the majority of the time that secondary that corner was the most important over offensive line. I mean, if they do go cornerback route, say Patrick Peterson comes back and he wants to be a Cardinal. Okay. Yeah. He's done the Atkins diet for 95 percent of his career. He's given the chance to eat cake. And he chooses not to by leaving the Arizona Cardinals. It doesn't make a lot of sense with all the stuff that he's gone through. If the money's close, why the hell wouldn't you come back? So say he does come back, hypothetically. They sign a Dory Jackson or Malcolm Butler, whoever's the the, the uh, least expensive. Okay, You can draft a corner at 16, and then you're set. And you almost have to pass punt on drafting an offensive lineman at that point. Unless you can get somebody that, that drops down in, in into the second round, and you can sign somebody team-friendly-ish. The offensive line was the biggest strength of this team not named pass rush last year. Is that right? I mean, is that fair to say at least through the first 10 games, eight games when Kyler Murray was running the ball effectively? Yeah, I mean, the first like, half of the season. Like, they were rated highly. Yeah. I mean, Dylan Thompson missed time. Chris Banjo was fine. 
but he wasn't Jalen Thompson to be, you know, the the backup singer to, to Buda Baker. Buda Baker missed a game in Carolina. The offensive line was arguably the second most reliable room alongside the pass rush. So if you want to go all in on corner, it almost makes more sense to do it that way than to go all in an offensive line and try to, you know, piecemeal a, a cornerback room. I just don't see, you know, you're looking at J.C. Horn and I don't think anybody's saying, okay, well, he's a plug-and-play starter type guy. Um, you know, we'll see what their their plan is. I hope they have a plan because that, that remains a, a huge void. Real quick, I want to get to it before we get out of here, is the, the Raiders pretty much gifted and putting on the open market a uh, a playoff or a Pro Bowl cent- caliber center in uh, Rodney Hudson. They they released him. Uh, the reports are they're releasing him, and he's a guy that you know after missing out on Corey Lindsley could be not only it, 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 it could be just a better fit for the Cardinals and the best consolation prize possible. Yeah, and it's also nobody expected him to get cut. They voided the last year of his contract to save three and a half million dollars. Like I was constantly refreshing yesterday. This is starting the whole, you know, the whole spectrum from from step one. Nobody expected this guy to be available. Yeah. So the fact that he's available, everybody's trying to you know catch up and not offer too much money too early. He's taking a breath. He's still wearing Raiders gear. You know, this happened out of the blue. So. Listen, if Hudson's available and you can get him for the right price, like, again, this is a choose-your-own-adventure situation for the Cardinals. The signing of A.J. Green changes nothing except for having a little bit less money for the salary cap for this year. Like, it changes nothing for the plight of the Cardinals. They still have all the question marks. Yeah, it's a guy that hasn't... I mean, he's given up three sacks in six seasons. And I, and I know you don't, you're don't. you not uh, tagged with giving up a bunch of sacks uh, from the center position, like there aren't pass rushers that are just leaping over the center position and, and getting your quarterback. It's usually coming on your edges, but yeah. you know the stability and uh, just the the knockdowns that you get from him compared to the rest of the league. Like it's there is a big discrepancy between how good Hudson is and like your average you know starter in the in the NFL at the center position. Like. Do you remember the string of games last year where Mason Cole was just turning his head and getting penalized yeah. twice and how sick of it you were? Like You're not going to get yeah. that from Rodney Hudson. It, it stabilizes the position, and it would put this offensive line in a great position going into 2021 because not only would you have Rodney Hudson, and I can't imagine he's going to sign like this big, huge, lucrative deal. It could be close to $10 million a season, whatever. But you've got your left tackle, DJ Humphreys, you got Kelvin Beecham, who you signed last year or from last year, who was, who was solid, and then Josh Jones. He might uh, be a guy that's in the interior. You've got Justin Pugh still on their set, uh, under contract. That's a pretty stable offensive line. I I don't have a problem with that. So um, I like I, I like the prospect of it. Stable's I think is the right word. I mean, your center is like the spine of your offensive line. Yeah. The arms are more important, but the spine is really the most important. I mean, it's the metronome for the offensive line. So we'll see. I mean, still so many question marks. Uh, I wish we could talk three more hours today just about. I know. We've got Cam Cox coming on the program tomorrow. Is it uh, Cam Cox and Jeff Snyder, right, joining us tomorrow? And we're going to talk some more Arizona Cardinals. Cam Cox, Channel 12. Uh, We we can't wait to uh, continue to have Cam on. And then uh, we've got a special guest joining us on Friday. Um, Might be on the roster. Might be on the roster. Yeah, we'll, we'll weave it right into the week. Awesome. See what you did yeah. there. 
Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner at Bob Rack, and of course at Locked On AZ Cards. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. Happy St. Patty's Day. Cardinals sign A.J. Green. Isn't that fitting? We'll talk to you guys on Thursday.